0: Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country. Odyssey.com as well as the Odyssey app.
1: Time to talk some NFL draft. Thursday, that's my Christmas. We welcome in now on the Roman guest line, T.J. Reeves, Buccaneers radio sideline reporter. T.J., long time, no talk. Uh, What are you doing to get prepared for the draft?
0: How are you, my children? Uh, you gave me my fill there of all the in-game action and all the bets. By the way, that would be seven unearned runs by the Seattle Mariners in the top of the fourth against my Tampa Bay race tonight. What in the name of the bad news, Bears, Trista, is going on with that? Seven unearned in an inning? apparently excusable.
2: Apparently the Mariners are back. That's what I hear. That's what Cody Decker, Ryan's podcast co-host of uh, the MLB podcast, powered by betmgm just if you haven't yeah, checked Yeah, TJ it out, you got to check
1: it out, man. Check it out. Maybe you, you got to check come it on, out.
2: Talk about the rays. Uh question for you, TJ. Yeah, we're please. we're running through <laughs> we're running through these bets on the NFL draft. Some states have a plethora of bets available. Some states like New York don't allow you to bet at all. Let's go through some of the number 1 and number 2, I guess so like primary and secondary needs that you could see the Buccaneers going after.
0: All right, good uh, good starting point there because, again, this is an unusual situation here in the history of Buccaneer drafts because usually it doesn't take long for the commissioner, whoever it is, Paul Tagliabue, Pete Rosell, now Roger Goodell, to say, hey, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock because they were bad for so many years. So you were always picking in, like, the top five, if not the top three. So this time 27th because the Brady-led Buccaneers not only made the playoffs, won a playoff game, and got – Uh, within within a whisker potentially of playing in the nfc title game only to have the rams dash that so you're going to wait a long time a long like three hours plus depending on whether the team trades up and i don't know that they're going to do that because it would take probably a premium second or first round pick i believe defensive tackle world according to tj and defensive back are two areas that they are looking at strongly defensive tackle Because Indomitian Sioux is only a maybe, the veteran to come back. He's a free agent. They haven't re-signed him, obviously. Uh, They they have a need at defensive tackle, and there may be a couple there. And you cannot have enough good cover corners Uh, in the modern-day NFL and especially in the NFC South, although the NFC South is now devoid of Drew Brees in New Orleans and Matt Ryan in Atlanta, so it's not what it used to be. But still, the the Bucs probably have a need – Uh, At cover corner, particularly because they were so depleted last year that by about week five, they were playing guys off the street, literally at defensive backs that were playing the whole game. So probably DB and defensive line would be two very advantageous ways to look for short term investment purposes. How did I do?
2: Uh, Great. Love that. I'm looking at uh, some random site saying that the temperature is even hotter than hot uh, for tight ends um, and this being a need. No chance that they do that in the first round, right?
0: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the Gronkowski factor because he's not signed, but he's going to come back and play here. I mean, he just wants to be Gronk right now in April, May and before training camp. So that's why he hasn't signed yet. OJ Howard former number one pick at tight end for the Bucs, did sign in free agency with Buffalo. So on the surface, it does look like, hey, would they want to go grab a tight end? I don't see that, though, in the first round of this draft. Most of the mock drafts that I have seen don't have a tight end mocked in the first round for anybody. So I don't think that's a Buccaneer situation there. I'd be more inclined to believe defensive side of the ball. But, hey, that's why we all tune in and find out on Thursday
1: night. Uh, TJ, my favorite prop bet that I placed was over six and a half receivers. The number was five and a half, but they bumped it up. And I think six, I, I definitely think six go. I could see seven, but when do you think Tampa Bay looks receiver with the injury to Godwin with the Antonio Brown's obviously not coming back. Do you think they go receiver in this draft? Um, and you know, how early do you think that they would, because this is obviously a deep receiver draft, but, uh, no question. I don't know no where
0: question. They would There's a lot that. of them. And this is a team that has repeatedly gone and found somebody in the later rounds. Chris Godwin, uh, was a, was a third round pick. Uh, for this team, and they've had a couple of other ones in recent history, too, that they've gone and grabbed in the second round in the third round. That's probably like a third round or later thing. Of course, I say that and watch them take one of those guys that you're talking about, of the top ones, the upper echelon, in uh, in the first round. Somebody that may be sitting there, the Ohio State guys, Garrett Wilson and Alave, are probably gone very quickly. Jamison Williams of Alabama, even off the ACL, probably gone within the first 15 picks. But could there be somebody um, – I don't think Tray Leon Burks, uh, Traylon Burks, Traylon Burks of Arkansas. I saw him in the Outback Bowl. I worked that game for Arkansas. He's a big body, big physical receiver. I don't think he's going to be there at 27 either. So I, you know, you're going you're to start looking at guys like the North Dakota State receiver Christian uh, Watson – uh, that I see on a couple of mock drafts, yeah. maybe somebody like Sky Moore from Western Michigan. Are those guys first round pick worthy? I don't know, and I don't think the Bucs would be looking that way, uh, more so again than a priority at like defensive line. They need some defensive line depth.
1: You know, you brought up defensive backs, and neither of these guys are going to be around for Tampa Bay unless they really move up, which I don't think they have the assets to do. But who do you think goes first if you're looking at the DBs? You got Sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. And then you got my pick, who's uh, Derek Stingley Jr., who's now two to one to be the first DB taken. But if you know you're drafting and you've seen these guys play, who do you like more?
0: Well, and Sauce Gardner obviously is a name that has that. That has, uh, first of all, it's a clever name. Uh, yeah. But he's he's moved up a lot because of the of the pro day workout and seeing what he did at the combine. Uh, Stingley is an interesting one, Derek Stingley. Uh, chose not to play at the end of the year, chose not to play in the bowl game. And of course, LSU has been a defensive factory, a defensive back factory for years, uh, including the likes of Patrick Peterson. I mean, they've had uh, literally probably a half dozen uh, DBs taken in the first round in the last decade of the draft. So, you would believe there's a really good chance he's going to be the first one to go just because of SEC football. It's the it's the number one conference year in and year out in turning out NFL players and NFL talent. So Stingley may end up being uh, that first guy. And I know there's a lot of curiosity, too, um, about the Washington defensive backs, including Kyler Gordon. Yeah. Is that a guy sitting there for the Buccaneers later in the first round? Maybe maybe he is, um, and, and again, the Bucs went first round last year with the Washington defensive end, Joe Tryon Shoyanka, a uh, pass-rushing, edge-rushing defensive end. could And they previously drafted on the defensive line first round Vita Vea, the big behemoth defensive tackle. Could they go back to UW, the University of Washington, for a defensive back in the first round again? How unlikely would that be that the, the Tampa Bay area all the way on the other side of the continent – uh, to the to the southeast of Seattle, Washington, could have some kind of pipeline to the University of Washington going again if there's a DB that's there available.
2: I was there uh, at the draft when that Vita Vea pick came in. I remember interviewing him. Really nice kid.
1: If I could have anything in this world for my football team, it would v- be v- him.
2: Yeah. yeah, I mean, you just knew uh, immediately it was like, wow, that's going to be a good I pick.
0: Saw like an, well, first of all, Trista, as you know, as I like to say, he's as big as a school building. Yeah. He is. He is very tough to move. Uh, I don't care if you got two guys trying to move him in the run game. What a great personality, too. For example, you didn't ask me this, but the other night on Saturday night, Kenny Chesney played at Raymond James Stadium, his uh, country concert in front of over 55,000 country music fans. And who came up on stage... With a ukulele. Wow. Playing fake ukulele up with Kenny Chesney, but Vita Veya. He was up on stage with Chesney Saturday night, just FYI.
2: What a star move that is. Wow.
0: (laughs) And he could get away with it. Yeah. Because he's a big dude with a ukulele.
2: And he performs, of course, on the field. Question for you about this, because me and Ryan were discussing kind of the the chatter, I guess, around Kayvon Thibodeau. Obviously not in play for the Bucs whatsoever, but, you know... Probably considered the most talented at the position. Uh, the Giants have a bunch of chatter coming out saying that they have issues with his character. Um, don't know necessarily if he's a great locker room guy. Doesn't necessarily know if if like he's a guy that will continue to compete when there's nothing to compete for. Um, how how do you see this in the draft? Is this just all chatter uh, and basically smoke screens to get the guy that they want, or are there teams? like the Giants that you think may be needing to clean house culturally and start anew, especially with Brian Dable now leading the ship after the Gettleman well, it's a, disaster. It's a good
0: point that maybe you want a different culture and maybe he's not the fit, but exactly what you said before that so many times you hear that stuff coming out of a team and then suddenly they take the guy yeah. that you're talking about. It is a smoke screen uh, to try to grab that guy. Look, character is an issue. There, there are certain teams um, and, and I've heard this from coaches that, that will put uh, the, the letters D-N-D-C, do not draft character, uh, right next to names uh, just, just for their own clarification up on their board, which means it doesn't matter if this guy has fallen right to us and we might have a need at that position. He is a problem. And I don't know uh, Thibodeau's character enough. I know there, there's some stuff out there, not only uh, about locker room this or locker room that, but there's some stuff out there on social media that would make you look at it and go, hmm, maturity, I know college kids, maturity level, whatever, but there's some stupid stuff out there, even still, that's still up uh, that he put out there. So I can see where some teams might get a little bit concerned about that, especially if you're looking to take him in the top five with massive guaranteed money coming for a top five pick versus a pick, even even if you start talking about, a 15th overall or a 20th overall, that's, that's eight or $10 million less guaranteed on the risk. What's a few million among friends? If you're looking at Thibodeau or anybody else.
2: Over five and a half or under five and a half for Thibodeau?
0: Someone will take him in the top five. They, I don't know if it's the Giants, but somebody will even probably make a trade if he's still sitting there at four and five and they want him. Under, I say under.
1: Yeah, under four and a half would be my my uh, my child would be very happy. My family would be very happy if that could come <laughs> through for us. TJ, TJ, I waited. I waited until the last question. Any truth to the rumor I heard it first? We need the to Chris know. Sims rumor. Uh, the Dolphins trading the second round pick for Tom Brady and the first round pick for Sean Payton. Your thoughts on that? Any truth to it? Uh,
0: you know, uh, I, I thought there, there's several great answers to that. So many different yeah. ways. You yeah. know, somebody else put out. You know, I want to date a supermodel too. And you know, there's there's a bunch of them uh, with that whatever this discussion was with the dolphins and I can't keep track of all the, the different conspiracies and where and we're going to pick a lane yeah. because he can't be a, an owner slash player. That's not allowed by the NFL. So he could not, he could not be enticed to be an owner and then be a player because, Oh, by the way, that's a salary cap violation. Right. So while the new England media continued to write that and talk about it on w e e i sports radio because we got to have something to talk about he can't let me say again on bad mgm tonight he can't be an owner and a player it's a violation of the salary cap rules if they were to try to have done that and then the the notion that you were going to somehow finagle the buccaneers that hey you know you already picked your quarterback and you already built your team just give us a second round pick even though he's supposed to be retired here's what i do know take this as gospel the Bucs made it very clear privately to Tom Brady, we really would love for you to come back. But if you're retired, we understand you're retired, and we will put you on the retired list, and that will be it. And lo and behold, they left it alone, and look what ended up happening when he realized, yep. if I still want to play, I'm only playing one place. Right, exactly. And I, for one, glad to have him back. I, for one, of thousands of. Tens of thousands in the Tampa Bay area. Glad to have him back.
2: Makes your job a lot more interesting, doesn't yes. it? Yes. And, and, and uh, we'll, we'll let you go. But, of course, TJ, the whole roster would have been a whole different story uh, if Tom would have been gone.
1: Oh, course. yeah, this changes the entire draft. Yeah, TJ, we'll have to have you on again soon. Thanks, man. We really uh, appreciate you. We know it's a busy time. Always
0: great hanging out with you. Have a great night. Let's see what happens in the draft. Behave. Absolutely.
1: TJ too. Reeves, Buccaneers Radio. I could have asked him, like, 15 I mean, more I know, questions. I, was like, I saved that one for the last one. So much So many places I wanted to go. Do we want to go
2: tea or do we want to go draft? Like, it was just, I had so many things just. The whole time we were
1: talking draft, I was thinking, man, Chris Sims, Brady, Sean Payton thing. I need it. I need it.